Kylan. Well, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there and also to the grandmothers within uh, our group here. I just want to say a special thank, uh, thank you and I love you to my wife, who is the mother of two of my children, and also to my mom, who's here today too, holding my, my son. Um, and also, the girls that were up here did an amazing job, right? So, thank you, girls. Just want to acknowledge that. You can be turning your Bibles to Psalm 139. We'll read there in a little bit. Today, I don't necessarily have a title uh, for my lesson, but we can just call it Mother's Day 2013, okay? Let's do that. But last night uh, was prom, as you can uh, tell by some of the guys who are still wearing their tuxedos. I'm not sure if they slept in them or not, but they're looking good nonetheless. And, uh, you know, after a lot of dinner, dancing, and I don't know how many proms that I've been to now, uh, you know, each one is exciting uh, because, uh, you know, all the teens are just so pumped, and it's, it's that one-night one feel. And, and we got home pretty late, and then on top of getting home late, we also had in and out you know, just the top off the night. The double-double is always good. So we did get home pretty late last night, and uh, my mom watched our, our, our kids, and I have a three-year-old and a four-month-old, and uh, I, I came home, I mean, just, you know, pretty tired, uh, pretty late, and the clothes, all the laundry's done, no dishes, um, kids are in bed, and there's flowers on the table. And th these are not just any flowers. Yes, thank you, Mom. These aren't just any flowers. She actually made them with the handprints of my older son and the footprints of my younger son. I mean, it was very, I mean, she's a preschool teacher, uh, and it's just amazing to, to see that. I mean, she kind of gave herself a gift, which you're welcome. Um, I'll take the credit for that. But uh, mothers are a lot of things to us. Um, some of us, like in the video, uh, might be without moms today, and we can remember what we had. And uh, today is, is going to be a time where we remember uh, the great things just about the qualities of mothers and that how much they bring to us in our lives and how they've done those things to us and have helped to shape who we are today. Mothers are nurses. They're doctors. They're psychologists. They're counselors, chauffeurs, they're coaches. Mothers are developers of personalities, molders of vocabularies, shapers of attitudes, and mothers are soft voices saying, I love you. And mothers are a link between God and a child's first impression of God's love. And that's what we're going to be talking today, the connection between God and mother. And I appreciate Gary sharing earlier, and there's that, there's that connection. Because oftentimes we think of God as being the Father, and he's often described as, as the Father in the Scriptures. But God is the epitome and the best qualities of both man and woman. And we don't often think of that, and I'm not trying to advocate that God is a woman necessarily. But there are certain things and certain qualities that come from God that we attribute traditionally with mothers or or women, just the beauty, uh, the earth, and our, our living situation is so much better, so much more beautiful with women in it, right, and mothers. Smells so much better, too. Thank you. Um, but there are differences between men and women, 
And, uh, you know, I like to think about the differences uh, often sometimes. And I think about today, all the women got up and they stood up and they received a flower. And they appreciate those flowers. They do. And they'll go home and take care of those flowers for however long they last. Uh, But men, we don't get flowers on Father's Day. Uh, We want something functional, like, what am I going to do with this? So we get a gift card to Golden Spoon, because I can use that, right? I can eat that. Uh, and also for, for, I like to, you know, just the differences between men and women. Uh, when my wife, she goes shopping, it's often an event. You know, I'm going shopping. Like, oh, man, how much time is that going to be? You know, what does that entail for me, taking care of the kids? And if it's with one or more other women, then I definitely know it's like a, you know, excursion. And uh, for guys, and this is just typical, I mean, if you're, you're a guy shopper, yeah, that's cool. Uh, but just tip, typically, the way I think is malls, they're created for you to get lost in. You know, there's no windows. The exits are always hard to find. I always go in one way and come out on the other side. Um, so when I go to Home Depot, and I'm not like a, you know, that uh, guy who does, you know, all the construction and all that. But I appreciate that because you can tell it's been thought of by a guy. Like, everything's in rows and columns, you know, and if I need to find something like paint, there's a big banner, it's ugly, and it says paints. <laughs> and if I need help, because I probably would, uh, there's people in obnoxious orange aprons that will help me. They're easy to spot. There's a difference between man and woman, right? Our fir- my first point today is mothers know us. And the difference between man and woman is that a mother's connection to a child begins immediately. As soon as she finds out she's pregnant, there's a connection already. You know, I can still remember the, the, the day when uh, my wife, you know, she just woke me up and told me that she was pregnant. She had tears in her eyes and she was so happy. Uh, and, you know, I was happy because I read that's how you should be. Uh, I was genuinely happy, but conceptually, I just knew that something's in there. But I, I'm, nothing's happening to me for the next nine months. But things are happening to a woman. Certain things are going on. Cravings are, are had. Uh, different things are happening with your body, right? Uh, and we understand this, men, but for a woman, it's, it's, a, it's a process. You're being transformed. And I appreciate the scripture in Psalm 139 because this really ties not just mothers, how mothers know us, but God knows us. Psalm 139, verse 1, it says, O Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attend. Verse 13, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And you think about how God intimately 
knows each one of you. How he said he knit you in the womb. That the mom, she was going through stuff and, and it's just hand in hand. God and mom were working side by side to create something. To create you. To put your personality to shape and form your face and your body and how God intimately knows you and how so much of a mother, how, how tender, how loving God truly is. And a lot of times we don't think about those things. We don't think about God as being those things. He's soft. He's loving. And he's totally knowledgeable. It says even before anything came to be, he knew it full well. We see this mother, motherly quality about God. And it reminds me also of this scripture in Matthew 10. You don't have to turn there. It says, and even the very hairs of, her, of your head are all numbered. This knowledge that he knows everything about you. And it's really good to be known. It's good to, to go to a place and, and be known and feel like oh, this is a safe place. And that's how God is. That's how mothers are. Mothers are the safe place. They love, they care, they won't leave. No matter what you do, they're there. Not only do mothers know us, but I also think of that, that phrase, you know, fathers know best, but since it's Mother's Day, mothers know best, right? Uh, think about uh, my mom and uh, think about a story similar to Gary's, but my mom didn't sit on anyone, um, where my, my younger brother, he, he would always threaten to like run away. And he was like, you know what, I'm going to run away. And he was getting all emotional. And I was getting emotional because he started packing his bag. And then we were like in middle school. And my mom was super calm. And she was like, go, fine, go. And uh, I was like, mom, what are you doing? How can you let him go? And I'm just crying. And uh, he, he's taken off. And we kind of like have this epic, you know, so long to each other. And he just leaves. And I just think, look, what are you doing, mom? Like, you're, and she just had like this kind of almost smirk on her face that like she knew, like, she knew what she was doing. Uh, and in the midst of it, I had no idea what was going on. It's just chaos. Um, and about five, maybe six minutes later, we get a phone call. And, it's, uh, and we, we lived across the street from a grocery store. And he's on the payphone, And he's calling. And he, he's just, you could see, I could actually see him from our place. <laughs> And my mom is laughing. She's holding the phone, and she's laughing. And I, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, you, you, you let him go for a reason. And uh, soon thereafter, he came back and actually never ran away again um, and stayed probably for a little bit too long. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that backfired a little bit, but, but her plan worked. Something for me, in the moment... I, I just, I was so scared, and it didn't seem like she knew what she was doing. Like, Mom, this is a dumb idea. Let me just tell you right now. But she knew best. And sometimes, and a lot of times, if you can think back to your, your moms, how they would do certain things that just in the moment, you had no idea. And they could see things very clearly. Like, okay, I'm, I, I see further down the road here. In the same way, that's how God is. He's, he has the big picture in mind. He's looking out for you for the long run, not just for the short term. Sometimes we get so fixated on our problems and life and attached to all these little things that are going on. And God's just taking a step back. And he really knows what's going on. 
He knows best. You know, there's a scripture in Proverbs 19. It says, many are the plans in a per- person's heart, but it is the Lord's pur- purpose that prevails. You know, a lot of times we like to make plans, similar to maybe my brother. We have plans that don't include God. We have plans that are focused maybe entirely on us. And we just do them. And we just carry on. And we live life detached from mom or from God. We just do our own thing. And then, you know, it hits us. You know, in this scripture, it says, it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. He knows what's going on. Are you including God in your plans? Or is he an afterthought? Or if things get really bad, then that's when you go to God. Or is he part of it? Is he intimately involved in your life with the things that you have going on? With your career, is he involved in those plans? With your marriage? With school? With your future? Is there a connection? Or has that intimate connection that God had originally established, has it, is it so far away? Like I, can't, I, I can't even think of God like that anymore. Because you're so far off. Now, God wants us to be close. God wants that connection, just as a mother wants that connection with her children all the time. There's not ever a time that mom doesn't want to have that connection. Uh, Maybe she needs a break, but she still wants to be connected, right? Even when the kids are at school, it's like, hey, how was school today? It's like, good, I I don't know. But she just wants to know. She's like, what's going on? Like, I want to be in the know. Uh, And that's how moms are. And that's okay. Because that's really a quality that God has, too. He wants to know you. He wants to be intimately involved. Are you trusting God this morning? Do you take your plans to him? God knows you, and he knows the potential that you have. Are you living up to it? That's the first aspect that we're talking about today. And the second is mothers are good listeners. Okay? And I'm also going to start, we're going to turn to Luke chapter 18. We'll read that in a second too. But uh, I still call my mom frequently. And uh, moms are just good listeners in a way that I think dads, I, I think we, we try to be. And maybe you guys have a great relationship with your dad. My dad and I have an awesome relationship. We talk often, but uh, as with guys, the thing that happens is you don't just say, like, you don't call your buddy and say, hey, you know what, you want to hang out? You want to sit on my couch and chat? That that, that doesn't happen, right? Girls and women do that, but guys, you have to associate with other things. Like, hey, you want to watch a game? And then you talk, right? Hey, want to golf? And we'll talk. Or, hey, let's, uh, let's go grab some coffee and we'll talk. Or lunch. Or, it has to be around something, right? We have to be doing something. Uh, with women, you could just sit there and, and, I mean, I could just talk to my mom. I have, don't have to shoot hoops or, or anything like that. We don't have to cook together and talk. It's just, hey, let's sit down and talk. And she's a good listener like that. In the same way, guys, uh, God is a good listener too. And I have some... Uh, some little prayers here from children, so you can uh, just listen here. It says, children's letters to God. Uh, this one is by Neil. Dear God, I went to this wedding 
and they kissed right in church. Is that okay? Kneel. Dear God, thank you for the baby, brother, but I prayed for a puppy. Joyce, please send me a pony. I never asked for anything before. You can look it up, Bruce. Dear God, please send Dennis Clark to a different camp this year. Peter. Dear God, I bet it is very hard for you to love everybody in the world. There are only four people in my family, and I have a hard time doing that. <laughs> Dear God, I, I think about you sometimes even when I'm not praying. Elliot, that's a good kid. I, don't th I didn't think orange went well with purple until I saw the sunset you made on Tuesday. Eugene. And my favorite one, and this is uh, from my son, um, he was praying for lunch. Okay, so I'll just say that first. He says, God, I pray for Ethan, his best friend, Noah, Maya, Lolly, which is Mahal, and Roger, not to die. <laughs> Amen. No food involved there. So I read those as, uh, you know, they're humorous, but it's also the, the, the heart of a child and God. There's a connection. Some of this is real. Like, you, you may, may, may not want to think those things like, oh, yeah, I got a brother, but I really wanted a pony or a puppy, right? But as we get older, our connection with God maybe is even rehearsed or even fake. We start to get so detached of what's real in God and what, what, what do we want to present to God as opposed to what's just on a heart. For Jake, it was that the Argoda family will stay alive. <laughs> prayer answered. They're here. Let's look at a scripture here where it talks about prayer. Luke chapter 18, verse 1, it says, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? He, he tells us this parable, and this is... Uh, a story, a parable is just something made, it's a made up story, but it's for a reason here. And he's telling it for a reason that God is, is so much better than this unjust judge. Won't he listen to you? I mean, this unjust judge just gave in after so long because she, she kept going and she kept nagging almost. She kept pleading, she kept crying out for what she wanted. She wanted justice. And eventually he's like, you know what? All right, cool. I'll give in. You know, it, it makes me think about my, uh, my son, Jake, who's three years old. And we're teaching him how to say excuse me 
or just wait in a conversation. You guys have this. I've seen this many times in the kids in the fellowship. It's a, it's a task. Like sometimes you just don't want to do it, right? But he just comes up to me and I'm having a conversation with an adult and he's just like, daddy, 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 daddy. And he's like, hey, excuse me. And he finally says it and then you have to give in, right? But the thing that I appreciate about this is that he feels like he can come up to me whenever. Doesn't matter if I'm talking to someone important. Doesn't talk, matter if I'm talking to my boss. He's going to intrude, and he's going to persist until he gets whatever it is that he was thinking of having, right? I, I of course, could, you know, lay down the law and say no. But he, that approachability, that factor, that doesn't matter where we are, what's going on. He wants to let me know something. Are you that way with God? Do you approach God whenever? Because you see, at the first per- portion of the scripture, it says, then Jesus told his disciples this parable so they should always pray and never give up. Are we always praying? Are we just giving up? Maybe there's certain prayers that you've prayed and they never were answered. And you just gave up. Maybe there's certain prayers that are just so out of reach that, you know what, to just look so far away. How could that ever happen when we just give up? The, the prayer and the parable of this persistent widow is that she kept going back day and night. What makes you pray? Are there things that put you on your knees with God? Are there certain things that are just in your heart that just tug at your heartstrings and say, you know, I, I can't do anything else. I have to go to God. And what are those things? If you're thinking about something right now, write it down. Share about it with somebody later. Because sometimes when you haven't prayed in a long time, it's kind of scary, right? It's kind of, it's a relationship. And the, the whole point of God and, 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 and us and this mother and 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 child, is that it, these are all relationships. When you haven't talked to somebody in a long time, and maybe that's the case, maybe you and your mom are not talking, or maybe it's somebody else in your family and you haven't talked in a really long time, and you can always know that that, that first interaction is like, oh, okay. And half the time that you have those reactions, if it's a good reaction, you feel so much better. Like, oh, man, I can't wait. I can't, I don't understand why I waited so long. God is waiting to have those interactions with you. And he's waiting for you to be real. We live in this fake world. We go to work, put on a face, right? Sometimes we're even at home, we put on a face. Sometimes we're even at church and we put on a face. God's just like, take it off. Just be real. What's going on in your heart? Be like these little children. Pray for the real things, the things that matter to you. You know, so many times we get into these, these routines, right? Pray for a good day, right? And what does that mean? It's too hot, so day's done. <laughs> Not answered. What is a good day? What does that consist of? 70-degree temperature and, you know, like no problems? Sometimes we just get into those routines, right? Now, Ephesians chapter 6 says, and the 
and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Not just those same good prayers that you have. Maybe you have a, a certain like prayer list or something. That's great. But all kinds of prayers. Prayers that, that just praise God. Prayers that just thank Him. Maybe they're just requests and you're just like pleading for something. And if you don't know how to pray, the best option or best help is to pray with somebody else who knows how to pray. Sometimes there are people on, uh, you know, these social networks that have like all these scriptures on there. Maybe they have, a, uh, you know, an idea how to pray. Maybe you should ask them. Maybe they're close to us and they're friends that just have this intimate relationship and you know them, but you really don't want to ask. Be a good, good decision to ask. Maybe they're people who brought you today. Ask them, how do I pray? How do I get back that relationship? Because we need to reopen those doors. We need to reopen those requests. He wants you to want him. Just like a mom. He already knows what's going on. You know, just like moms, there, there might be something bad at school that happened, and she might have gotten already a call from home. But she's sitting there. Hey, how was your day? It was good. What do you know? <laughs> you know, but she just wants to know. She wants to know, how was it? God's the same way. He already knows what's going on in your life. There's no surprise. He's God. He saw everything last night and the week before and everything up till now. And he'll see things in the future. But he wants to know. He wants to hear it from you. He wants that relationship, okay? And the last point here is God's comfort or a mother's comfort. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. A mother's comfort. Going back to the differences between a man and a woman, talking about my three-year-old son, Jake. He, uh, he loves me, and I know that. But uh, recently, he woke me up very differently than he woke Jill. He wakes Jill up, and he wants to cuddle with her, and kind of, you know, Climbs in bed, and it looks so nice. But, uh, you know, about two weeks ago, I think he woke me up with a burp. <laughs> right in my face, just, ah. Hey, good morning. It's kind of stinky. It's just different, right? I mean, he goes to his mom for that, that comfort, that warmth. I, I get some, I get wrestles, you know, I get, we get wrestle time, but uh, just cuddle time is very few and far between, and I, I cherish it, but Jill gets it all the time, he, he, that's who she, he goes to, and it's great, and I love that, and I appreciate that, because he needs that, and so do we. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Maybe there's something going on in your life today that's just hurtful, that's painful, that just doesn't seem right. Are we going to God as our comforter? Are we going to Him, the God of all compassion, See, he is the good father, but he is also the mother. He wants that. He longs for it. 
you know, recently, I, I, you know, in terms of pain and, and stuff that was, was causing just hurt in our lives, uh, I have a four-month-old four uh, four uh, son, Sean, and uh, he had a stomach issue. And basically, he has not gained weight since two months. So he, and now he's gaining weight. But when we first took him to the doctor, he'd not gained any weight. And uh, that was just shocking to us. Like, we didn't think about that. We know that things could happen, but it was shocking. And then to go back another month later and to, to, to find out he gained even, like, just a little bit more. So he's four months old, but he's really the size of probably a two-month-old. And our other son is, you know, just like a, you know, I guess regular. But uh, it was just a shock because, you know, just thin people in our family, you know, very few you know, it's just that thin. And I'm just like, oh, man, is there something wrong here? And, and honestly, like, we got scared because now the doctor had to send us to a specialist. And we're like, wait, do, we, do you need special help now? Like, not just the doctor, but we have to go to somewhere else. And we had to do some tests. And, and honestly, it was, just, it was just hurting. It was hurting my heart. Because, you know, it, people, what was happening is he, he would eat and he would just spit up everything. And people will think it was, oh, it's kind of funny because, oh, he spit up on me. But if you can imagine this meal after meal, just, and if you can imagine a mom just being the, the food source and just kind of rejecting it and not thriving and not growing. And it was hard. And we were trying to look at different things. And, and finally, you know, we, we, we saw somebody and, uh, and he made us feel a lot better about things. And our, I guess our, our prayers were answered. Because we're praying a lot, and we even probably put on Facebook, Jill did, I think. But, uh, you know, she, she even said that, like, oh, I think it's because I prayed so much. And I said, yes, but maybe this situation, this entire situation, maybe it was always fine. But it just it was a situation that caused us to pray more. Maybe the situation the op- it gave us an opportunity to be on our knees crying out to God because there was tears. You think about your life right now, the pain, the hurt. Sometimes we just pray that the pain and the hurt will go away. But maybe the whole purpose is so that we draw near to God. You know, someone told me recently that God does not waste pain. I like that, that thought. You know, there's pain, but it's for a reason. And what if that reason is for you to draw closer to him? Like, sometimes we just want to, you know, put a Tylenol over it, right? Just, this just hurts. Just make it go away. But sometimes we're the closest we are to God when we have those pains. God is the God of all comfort. Sometimes we take our comfort to a sinful place. Sorry, we take our pain to a sinful sinful place. Sometimes there are things that are going on, the, the pain, the hurt that you're having, you're experiencing. Maybe you guys are feeling that today. Instead of going to the God of all comfort, maybe we try to drink it away. We try to numb out. Maybe we try to stuff it. You know, I'm just not going to think about this. It's just going to go away. And eventually it comes back, doesn't it? Eventually stuffing it or numbing out, the, the pain doesn't go away. Those things are always there. But God is just crying out, please turn to me. Please come back to me. I am the, I am the good father. I am the good mother. Come back to me. 
He wants us to return this morning. Some of us have gone too far. Maybe you don't even think you're that far, but you're far. He wants you to return. First Peter, it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast all of it. Just throw it on. God wants it. You know, you have burdens, you have issues. Give it to God. Stop taking it to all these other places. You know, I think about my son and, you know, I, I think about him running and just this illustration. I'm running and he often scrapes his knee, like just all the time. His jeans have holes in it. You know, and, and the first thing he does is he scrapes his knee and he gets up and he, and he goes to Jill. Why? Because she has the, the mother's kiss. She makes everything go, go away. But I could just imagine him falling down one of these days and, and getting a scrape and it, it bleeding and, and then not going to Jill and going to some other stranger. That would be weird. Going to some other woman to take care of that need. Sometimes we do that. God is just like, why, why would you do that? Why would you go to all these different places when I'm right here? Come back to me. I can heal you. I can take care of you. I can fix you up. I can bandage you. And God wants that. God is awesome that way. Return to him. Matthew 23 and verse 37, it says, How often I have longed to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. I like that imagery, just the, the gathering of the chicks. Again, this, this motherly equality, right? Like, man, I, I, I long for that. Be willing. Be willing, because these people were not willing. But you can change. You have a choice this morning with whatever's going on in your life to give it over to God. You know, today we, we talk, we're talking about God knowing us, how mothers know us. Are you going to include him in your plans from here on out, from today? What, what plans do you have? I'm sure they involve mothers, right? But beyond that, how are you including God in your plans? God is a good listener just as a mother is a good listener. He longs to hear you. He longs to sit on the couch and just hear your, your, your life, your plans, your desires, your requests. Are you going to him? And God is the God of all comfort. Return to him. Give him all those things. Cast your anxiety. Cast all those burdens on him. He wants them. He's eager. This Mother's Day, we can honor our moms, but we can also honor God in a great way. We can give our lives over to him. We can make those connections and really live as a true son or daughter for God. Amen? Thank you very much.